As we approach the United States holiday of Thanksgiving, it's a time for me to reflect on the things that I'm grateful for this year. And to ask you, what are you thankful for this year? Welcome to episode 224 of The Recovery Show. This episode is brought to you by Susan, Elizabeth, Amy, and Mary. They used the donation button on our website. Thank you, Susan, Elizabeth, Amy, and Mary for your generous contributions. This episode is for you. We are friends and family members of alcoholics and addicts who have found a path to serenity and happiness. We who live or have lived with the seemingly hopeless problem of addiction understand as perhaps few others can. So much depends on our own attitudes and we believe that changed attitudes can aid recovery. Before we begin, we would like to state that though we at The Recovery Show may be in a 12-step program, we represent ourselves rather than the program. During this show, we will share our own experiences. The opinions expressed here are strictly those of the person who gave them. Take what you like and leave the rest. We hope that you will find something in our sharing that speaks to your life. My name is Spencer, and I'm your host today. I'm going to start with a reading from our daily reader, Courage to Change. This is from August 30th. Normally, my sponsor would recommend a gratitude list when I felt low, but one day when I complained about a family situation, he suggested that I list all the things I was unhappy about. Several days later, my depression had passed, and when I told my sponsor about the terrific day I was having, he suggested a gratitude list. He thought it might help me to refer to it the next time I felt blue. That made sense to me, so I complied. When I went to put this new list in the drawer where I keep my papers, I noticed the earlier list and read it once more. To my surprise, my list of grievances was almost identical to my gratitude list. The same people, same home, same life. Nothing about my circumstances had changed except the way I felt about them. For the first time, I truly understood how much my attitude dictates the way I experience the world. I like that reading because... It just highlights for me the power of attitude and the power of gratitude to change my attitude, to look at life in a different way. I know I've told this story before, but it it just really spoke to me at the time and, and helps me to recognize the power of attitude and the power of gratitude in my life. There was a day that I was really in a funk. My loved one was still drinking, had relapsed recently. And life just seemed really bad. I went to a meeting, and before the meeting, I was speaking with a friend, and I was complaining about how awful things were. And my friend asked, did anything good happen today? I paused, and I reflected, and I said, yes. I got a massage, and when I got home, it was bright and sunny, and the sun was shining on the snow, and the snow on the trees was just so pretty and sparkly, and it was really nice. And just... That moment of pause and reflection and finding something that was good in the day, something to be grateful for in the day, changed my attitude for the rest of the evening. I was in a really good mood for the rest of the evening. And as the reading said, nothing had changed in my life, only the way I looked at it. I was able to get a new view by just finding one thing or two things to be grateful for. So as we approach our Thanksgiving holiday here in the U.S., I'm reflecting on a few things that I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that I have a program of recovery. My life would be so different. My life would be so less serene, so less calm, so less manageable without this program of recovery. And that's regardless of whether my loved one is still drinking or not, because my loved one hasn't been drinking for over 10 years, but I still need this program. I still need this program to keep my life on track. I had an experience last week that really highlighted how this program has changed 
me has changed my life. My work group went out for lunch to celebrate completion of a project, and one of the members of the group decided to go around the table and say something that she appreciated about each person. And when she got to me, she said, I love that you are so approachable that when I come to you with a question, you are willing to take the time to dig in with me and help me find the solution to the problem I'm facing, the answer to the question that I have. And I reflected internally that this was not always true, that in fact, I think it was about four years ago, one of my coworkers said, you know, some of our coworkers are afraid to come ask you a question because of the way you react, because of the way you respond. To see that difference in the way my coworkers see me and the way I interact with my coworkers is something I am truly grateful for that opportunity and truly grateful for the program of recovery that gave me that. I'm grateful for our dog. Our dog is a real sweetheart, is so loving, is so just so glad to see me whenever I come home and I can be sitting on the couch and this is a pretty big dog. It's a greyhound, he's about eighty pounds. And he'll come over and lay his head in my lap because his head is the size of a little lap dog really. And just wanting to be there and to to you know, giving his love and receiving my love in return is something that it's irreplaceable. He's getting old, and I know that there will be a time in the not-too-distant future when he's no longer with us, but I can be grateful that he's here now and that he has been here. I'm grateful that my adult children actually choose to spend time with me and to share their life with me and to share their problems and their their joys and their, their victories. This is not something that I take for granted. I see so many friends who have a broken relationship with their children or with their parents, and I am grateful that I don't. And I think a lot of that comes from the way that I have changed in recovery, that I am somebody that they want to share with. It snowed last week. It snowed Thursday evening. I was driving back from an Al-Anon open talk, which was really amazing experience as well. It was a fellowship and open talk from a, a meeting in a nearby town. There was a, a huge uh, sort of potluck buffet followed by uh, two speakers. And as I was driving home, it started snowing, which, you know, is annoying because driving in the snow is in the dark is definitely not my favorite thing to do. I think the only thing that I hate worse than driving in the snow in the dark is driving in the rain in the dark. But anyway, it snowed. It didn't snow a lot. First snow of the season. And I woke up Friday morning and there was still some snow on the ground and it was bright and sunny and, you know, chilly. It was pretty darn cold, actually. It was 17 degrees out Fahrenheit. But it was so pretty that I could just revel in it. And I actually texted a sponsee and said, I'm grateful for the sun on the snow this morning. What are you grateful for? The response came back. I'm grateful that I have a roof over my head a furnace that works, and a warm, fuzzy blanket. And I'll tell you what, I am also grateful for those things. Um, instead of a warm, fuzzy blanket, I have a, a warm, fluffy comforter, but same idea. And it's so it's so nice to just cuddle up in there on a cold night, just my head sticking out into the into the cold air. It's, it's a way I love to sleep. You know, warm, body, cold, 
face somehow. Probably has to do with growing up in a cold climate, but works for me. And I'm grateful for you that you share your experience, strength, and hope with me, with the podcast, with all the people who listen to the podcast. Your contributions, your sharing with the podcast makes it so much better, so much stronger than it would be if it was just me alone. And now it's your turn. It's your turn. What are you grateful for? Call or email me with one thing that you're grateful for. That that shouldn't be too hard. One thing. Or if you feel ambitious, a whole list. Maybe five or six things, maybe an alphabet. But do do share. Do share. Email, phone. I'll give you the numbers in the email address in a minute. And and share with all of us. I want to put this together into an episode that I'll publish on the Thanksgiving weekend, which is the last weekend in November. So please send in your contributions by please send your contribution by November twenty fifth, twenty seventeen to be in this episode. Of course if it's after that date and you want to share gratitude, please do. Always, always can use expressions of gratitude for whatever it is in your life, however gratitude is working in your recovery. Please share your experience, strength and hope with us. You can call and leave a voicemail at 734-707-8795. You can use the voicemail button on the website to join the conversation from your computer. If you prefer not to use your voice, you can send email to feedback at therecovery.show. Or you can use your smartphone to record a voice memo and email that to feedback at therecovery.show. And that that lets you make um, makes it easier to create a longer share because with the the voicemail number, you can only leave three minutes at a time and it cuts you off. With the button on the website, you get a minute and a half at a time. But if you email it, you can talk for as much as you want, as much as you can, I guess, really. We would love to hear from you, share your experience, strength, and hope for your questions about today's topic of gratitude or any upcoming topics which include parenting, and I have gotten so many responses from people who want to talk about parenting, and I'm reaching out to you this week to try to put that together. And our website, which is therecovery.show, has all the information about the show, including notes for each episode, a blog with occasional meditations, etc. Also, there is a page with all the information about how to contact us, so if you didn't get the phone number, if you didn't get the email address, just go to therecovery.show slash contact, and there it is right there for your for your convenience. I'd like to read the emails that we got in the last couple of weeks. Michelle writes, Hi Spencer, I love your show. Thank you so much for your service. There was a reader email to your show. It was from a man with a lost love. I feel that it was from an episode during the spring of 2017. Would you remember which episode? And Michelle, I'm sorry, I really don't. Um, but maybe... Somebody listening does. So if you remember this episode and you can give us a pointer to which one it was, uh, Michelle and I would be very appreciative. Avalon writes, Hi, Spencer. I noticed today that my parents were watching something like a movie or series or show or something. It's called Marvel. I felt terribly horrified. People filmed drug alcohol addiction into something like it's cool for them to watch and enjoy. It's just not. And it's getting famous slash viral on Netflix. I wish someone could erase it. My dad has been psychoanalyzing me and said that he thinks I'm just like that Patsy Walker. I'm like screaming inside while understanding that the fact my sponsor will tell me to go for a walk and meditate. I hate that show. She says herself sad. And I'm not exactly sure 
which show she was referring to. I think it might be Jessica Jones, which is a Netflix show that's, I think it came out last year, maybe the year before. Um, and, uh, well, okay. Yeah. So I found a, a Vox article from 2015. I'll put the link in the, in the show notes at the recovery.show slash two, two, four. The article says in part, the most beguiling of these is the show's real and bleak commentary on the relentlessness of addiction and how it can affect anyone, even people with superpowers. There are moments when the story ends up in such a raw and awful place and in such a superb way that Jessica Jones becomes hard, stifling even, to watch. When you strip away the patina of super strength, mind control, and ass-kicking, Jessica Jones is full of stories about the addicts and the addictions that haunt them, often with no resolution at all. The show forces us to live with the unfair idea that we can't entirely fix addiction, even if it's self-inflicted, and that there's always a chance it will hurt us again. Okay, so I have not watched this show. I, I think I heard about it when it came out, and I was like, not interested. Um, but, and I can see where, particularly when we are still in the sort of throes of addictive behavior around us, that it could be really painful. Thanks for the note, Avalon. And if anybody else has thoughts about this show, if I've got the right show, why don't you share them with us too? Diana left a comment on the website on Frangie's Open Talk, which was episode number 221. She says, thank you for this episode. I love Frangie's talk when I hear how much her thinking changed when in the program and working it and surrendering and trusting God and recognizing God moments. I can so relate. The sharing of how alcoholism is a family disease, but it is not a disgrace. I can so relate. Al-Anon has helped me just like it helped Fran. Thank you, Frangie, and thank you, Spencer, for your service in this online program, The Recovery Show. It's great to have these, especially when in our area there's very little recovery in the rooms of Al-Anon. But I know it's progress, not perfection, and God has a plan, and he's going to provide our area with what we need for all to recover. Thanks for that note, Diana. Diane sent a couple of emails. What a blessing the program and you all are to me. And many, thank you for your gifts of hope you give with each show. I'm fairly new to the program a couple months. Each one I've listened to speaks personally to me. May God bless you all in your recovery, in your lives, personally and with your family and friends. Sincerely, Diane. And then a second email. Thank you again for the show. It is truly a lifeline. Is there anything like this for teens? My granddaughters are really struggling. The recovery show is so helpful and insightful in so many ways. Are there any of your shows that I could listen to and share with them from teens? It would also help me. Hope this makes sense. Thank you again for what you do. Blessings, Diane. I do not have not had any teen guests on the show. I have thought about it. My main concern has to do with the age thing, that under 18, I technically would require permission of their parents, and that may be at times difficult. But I have thought about bringing on people who had been members of Alateen and are now 18 or older and, and thus adults. I just haven't done it. I don't know if there's any Alateen in your area, Diane, but if there is, um, maybe you can suggest to your granddaughters that they go. Maybe, if necessary, you can drive them there. I don't know. It can be a lifeline. I understand that. Sandy wrote, asking for help about codependency, and my best advice is to find an Al-Anon or Codependence Anonymous meeting in your area and go and listen and talk and listen and find things that you can apply in your life. Got a couple of iTunes reviews from 
Nikki in Canada writes, Incredible service. I found this podcast before I found Al-Anon, and it saved me. It brought me a greater understanding of the program, and as a result, I attend weekly meetings, listen to this podcast weekly, and listen to past episode as my program needs it. I especially like the Open Talk episodes. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Nikki, for that review. And Amy writes, titled Filling a Void. I've been listening for a while now, since first discovering Al-Anon in January. This podcast and Spencer's honest, open sharing of his experience, strength, and hope have been an almost daily companion for me. I do go to a meeting once a week, but my life would quickly become unmanageable and my thoughts unhealthy if I didn't incorporate daily prayer, reading, and this podcast into my daily life. Thank you for providing this service to the recovery community. And thank you, Amy. And thanks thanks to everybody who has reviewed in the past, all of you who write with gratitude for the program. And I especially love to hear from people like Nikki who, because they listen to this podcast, decided to go to a meeting to attend Al-Anon and find recovery for themselves. That is why we are here. We are here to support you in your program and to encourage you to have a program. So thank you. It doesn't cost you anything to listen to The Recovery Show, but we do have expenses which run about $60 a month. You can help to support us and keep us on the web and in your ear. We have a donation button on the website where you can support us directly, just like Susan, Elizabeth, Amy, and Mary did. And thank you again, Susan, Elizabeth, Amy, and Mary, for your contributions. Thank you for listening, and please keep coming back. Whatever your problems, there are those among us who have had them too. If we did not talk about a problem you are facing today, feel free to contact us so we can talk about it in a future episode. May understanding, love, and peace growing you one day at a time.